Wednesday. Thank you so much for coming back to this week's podcast. Last week, as you probably could tell, we did not post a podcast because life was pretty dang busy. I'll go into that a little bit with the life update. And unfortunately, the life was still so busy that I did not post on Tuesday again. I'm posting on Wednesday. So I do apologize about that. But now that the new year has started off and um, some of the travels that I had, I do now that that's um, kind of past. Uh, February will be much more of a Tuesday posting type of month. Of course, I love my travels and I'm very grateful to have traveled and done a lot of great things in the new year already, but I did put the podcast off the schedule a little bit, but we're back on the grind, so that's kind of the flexibility in life sometimes. Sometimes you have to be a little flexible with your routine, but life is still amazing, You could still enjoy all the fun trips and tasks and projects and then get back on the horse again with your routine. So that's what we're going to be doing with the podcast going forward. But I hope you all had a wonderful couple of weeks since I last uh, had my previous podcast. We're now on episode 52, which is pretty crazy. There's been 52 podcast episodes. I'm really grateful. And this week's podcast episode is all about the Proverbs 31 woman. Now, I've definitely talked about this before. This is going to be kind of an in-depth analysis. And I believe I have done an in-depth analysis on this in the podcast, but it was a while ago. I'm in a different season of life now. I feel like I have a different perspective. And the podcast isn't just about Proverbs 31 woman today. It's what habits can we implement implement now to become the Proverbs 31 woman. And that's really what the podcast is going to be about. A handful of habits that I personally am implementing and I want to share them with you in case you want some ideas of how to implement. Um, Just how to be a, a woman of God and how to live life on purpose and how to love others, be selfless, take care of yourself. And at the end of the day, do all things for the glory of God. So that's the podcast episode today. If you guys have any suggestions of how you want to start working to be just closer to God this year in 2022, please send them to me. Please share them uh, to me over email through the Girl God's Got You Instagram. I would love to hear because I would love to hear some of your ideas of how you want to live the life that God created you to live. But before we dive into that, I'm going to be sharing a couple things in the intro. So I am going to be starting off with the quote of the week. And this quote is by Tony Evans. And I found this quote on Google. It's a pretty good one. (laughs) But it says, The Proverbs 31 woman is not the model of a perfect woman. She is the model of a committed woman under God. And that is the main overall topic that I want to discuss when it comes to the Proverbs 31 woman. It's not being a perfect woman. It's being committed to God. When you mess up, come back to God. When you feel like you're not yourself, come back to God. When you find that you're getting, when other things are becoming an idol in your life, such as maybe productivity, or maybe it's work, or maybe it's focusing too much on the external or maybe it's focusing too much on perfection being committed to God and coming back to him even when you know you've messed up is something that can be so hard to do but I truly think it's not about reaching a mark and always being there it's saying just throughout every season of life being committed to God and what he wants for you and following him when you fall down get back up commit to God be loving, be kind, hardworking. There's so much I'll dive into about all those things. But I love that quote about being committed to God rather than just trying to be perfect. 
because it's impossible to be perfect. However, it is very possible to be committed. All right, the favorite of the week that I want to share is very random, but I guess it's quite suitable when we're talking about uh, (laughs) the productive Proverbs 31 wife, or not wife, oh my gosh, you could tell I have wedding plans on the brain. The productive Proverbs 31 woman, it's very suitable. My mom gave me these dish gloves, literally just plastic gloves to wear when I do the dishes because my hands are incredibly dry. And I've been using them when I wash the dishes and it's a life changer. Why did I not do this sooner? They're just normal gloves. They're lined with like a fleece on the inside. My hands don't get gross. My hands will become less dry because I'm washing my dishes less. And it's just nice not to have all the nasty food on your hands. I mean, very silly, but if you do not have a pair of dishwashing gloves, go to Target, go to the dollar store, go to Walmart, wherever it is, order them on Amazon. Get yourself a pair of just normal dish gloves. I'm sure they're only a couple bucks. And they will make washing dishes so much better. So that is my one and only favorite of the week. Really random, kind of funny, but I literally was washing dishes with them the other night. And I told Aaron, I said, oh my gosh, this is going to be the favorite in the podcast episode this week because they just really made my week. So that's the favorite of the week. To keep going, my God's Got You moment of the week would have to be the ski trip that Aaron and I went on with a lot of our friends. It was such a fun ski trip. I am terrible at skiing, but I actually had a lot of improvement, I thought, so that was great. We went skiing. We hung out at the Airbnb with everyone and played games. It was just such a fun weekend. It was in the beautiful mountains. There was a lot of snow, and it was, oh my gosh, I just, I loved it. It was like a little tiny vacation, so... I think that's my God's Got You moment of the week. Hanging out with friends, having quality time with Aaron, having a little road trip. It was great. And Aaron and I did some wedding planning on the road trip portion. So that was a blast. I absolutely love wedding planning. Very, very fun. But yeah, I would just say the the ski trip was such a blessing and I can't wait to go again. So I do actually have a credit on my account now with skiing because I kind of went back and forth with buying two passes and one and all that. So I will be skiing much more uh, in the future. So if I have any funny stories to share um, on the ski mountain, I will share it on this podcast. (laughs) Alrighty, diving into the journal prompt of the week. So last time we had the podcast, it wasn't last week, it was the week before. Our journal prompt is all about having pressure and turning it into diamonds and it was kind of a metaphoric type of journal prompt. So the first part of the journal prompt is what pressure do you have on your shoulders right now? And the second question was how will you turn this pressure into diamonds? And so I'd say for my last two weeks, the pressure I've personally had is I think balancing everything in my life with also my job because being a business owner, being especially in finance, there's just a lot of concentration you have to put on this job and trying to figure out how to balance your job and your business and your personal life and yourself and your family and your friends and making sure everything's in line. It's just a lot on the plate. And so I'd say the pressure of trying to just do everything well can be kind of hard. It's not impossible, obviously, but it's just a constant thinking about it. So I'd say that's the pressure. How I want to turn that into a diamond is realizing that you know, like I said a couple podcast episodes ago, I don't want to be type A intense. I want to be type A intentional. Instead of worrying so much about what I won't get done and how it won't be good quality and all of this, focusing on each thing I do, let me do it to reflect God's love and his light to other people. Or let me do it to fill myself up. Those are kind of like 
two of my main priorities I want to focus on, as in my actions, my thoughts, my words. I either want it to help other people or to gain confidence in myself. Those are the two main driving factors that I want my actions and my intentions to go with. So to sum that aspect up, the way I want to turn a busy life into a diamond is realizing I have so many great things to do. How could I do each thing with intention where it'll either help other people or build confidence in myself? Two positive things. So not getting so worried about the to-do list and the task, but realizing what can I do with this task to cause a beautiful outcome and a big benefit. So that is the journal prompt of last episode. This week, the journal prompt is, what is the biggest character trait of a Proverbs 31 woman that you want to live out this year in 2022? I'm very excited to hear what you guys have to say. Please send them to me over email or Instagram. I would love to hear and share your journal prompt responses in the next episode if you want to be featured. Alrighty, before we wrap this up, I'm going to be sharing the goal of the week and then the God's Got You statement. So I would say my goal of the week is to practice calmness, whether that's taking a couple deep breaths in the morning, whether that's meditating with worship music, whether it's thinking more before I speak. I just want to practice more calmness and even when there's a lot going on, still choosing to be calm. We could always choose to be calm. And so I just really want to practice that goal in so many different elements in my life this week. And I want to see how well I do. I really want to become more of a calm and collected person rather than super high strung and overwhelmed all the time. Because I don't think that's how God wants me to live. And I want to show up and be there for my loved ones and my friends and my family and my clients. And I want to be calm. So I think that is the goal for myself this week. In case you guys wanted to know. And then the God's got you statement this week. God's got you because he knows you are capable. That's the statement. He knows you are capable of living the way that he described in his word about a Proverbs 31 woman. He created you to have these traits. He created you to live this way. He created you to make an impact on the world. He created you to work hard, to be selfless, to be loving, but also be confident in yourself. He created you to be able to do so many great things in your life. So because you were created this way, and because he is a God that could do all things, you are capable of doing it because you have God on your side. I find that it's so easy to run ourselves down thinking, I have to do this, I have to be this way, I have to act this way, I have to do this certain thing. And then we end up falling short. And I just want to let you know that, of course, no one's perfect. We're always going to fall short. But you are capable of being this person that you want to be this wonderful woman as described in the Bible, you are capable because God made you that way. And I personally don't think he would put it in the Bible if he didn't think you were capable of being that way. Of course, not 100% of the time, but let's just say 70% of the time or 80% of the time. You know, there's going to be room for error because we're not perfect, but God's got you because he knows you are capable and he wants to help you reach this person that you want to be. And you know what? You can be that person right now. You can be that person and choose to be that Proverbs 31 woman that will practice these these godly things that will live the certain way, that will talk the certain way, that will act the certain way. You can become that right now. You don't have to do all these certain habits in your life or be the certain way in order to get there. You could actually be it right now. Why? Because God's got you because he knows you're capable. So that's the God's got you statement. I uh, hope that that intro was uplifting and super fun and I'm ready to dive into 
a couple key habits that we could start implementing to be the Proverbs 31 woman that God created you to be. Alright, so as we dive into the rest of the episode today, I'm going to be just running through the characteristics of what I think a Proverbs 31 woman is, going through Proverbs 31 starting in verse 10, running down, and then I'm going to be sharing some of the commentary about Proverbs 31 in an article, and then I'm going to be diving into a couple key habits that I want to work on so that I could be the Proverbs 31 woman. Not become the Proverbs 31 woman, but to be that woman today. I don't want this Proverbs 31 woman to be something we are putting on a pedestal or something we are idolizing. Since we are capable of being this woman, since God created us to be, we could become that woman right now. Say, I am going to emulate these things. I am going to live this way. I am going to live the way God wanted me to live. And I think that'll take a lot of the worry off and uh, take off a lot of the pressure knowing that you could be this person today. So what habits can we implement to be that person, not just become that person somewhere in the future? But starting off in Proverbs chapter 31, verse 10, it shares, A wife of noble character who can find. She is worth far more than rubies. Her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. Verse 12 then says, she brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. I want to stop right there and I want to read a couple specific verses and talk about the main characteristics that I'm bringing out of each verse so we could have some dialogue with it. But that specific verse 12, she brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. This is such a special verse because I feel like it has a lot packed inside of it. And one characteristic that I want to live out based off of this verse, I have it here pulled up right in my journal. Let me flip my pages, excuse me. I believe that this verse is saying that a female who is a wife should have the characteristics of being wise and selfless. She's bringing her husband good, not harm. She's not nagging him. She's not micromanaging him. She's not putting him on a pedestal and bringing him to someone who's bringing her self-worth instead of God giving her self-worth. She's bringing him good, not harm. She's wise and she's selfless. She's not overly clingy. She's not micromanaging. I think that's so important. And those are especially different characteristics that I want to live out when I become a wife. So going further in verse 13, it says, she selects wool and flax and works with eager hands. The fact that she's working with eager hands, in my opinion, means that she's living on purpose and she's productive. She's not just sitting around not knowing what her purpose is. She's choosing what her purpose is and she's choosing to work for the Lord. I think that is a wonderful characteristic. Verse 14, she is like the merchant ships bringing her food from afar. She gets up while it is still night. She provides food for her family and portions for her female servants. I also love the fact that she is driven and she is organized. She's providing food for her family, for her servants. She's making sure all the the items are checked. She's not just driven and living on purpose. She's actually organized, which is another great characteristic. I think that's good to live out. Going further in verse 16, she considers a field and buys it. Out of her earnings, she plants a vineyard. 
I love the fact that she is good with her resources. She's being a good steward with what God has given her. Being educated and wise with your finances and your resources is something that I think we definitely should not let go unnoticed as women of God because God has given us so many things. He's blessed us with so much. We should use that well. In verse 17, it says, She sets about her work vigorously. Her arms are strong for her tasks. She's strong and she's healthy. I especially love this characteristic, and it's one that I also want to continue to work on when it comes to my mindset. Of course, I want to work out to feel confident in how I look, but I want to keep growing in the fact that I want to feel confident in how I feel. I want to be confident in how strong I am, how ready I am for life, how healthy my heart is, how strong my bones are. Of course, it's nice to want to take care of yourself to look attractive and feel confident, but that's not the only reason that you should work when it comes to physical fitness. It should also be for the internal and for taking care of your heart and your strength. So I really love that it addresses that in a unique way here. Verse 18, it says, she sees that her trading is profitable and her lamp does not go out at night. In her hand, she holds the distaff and grafts the spindle with her fingers. She opens her arms to the poor and extends her hands to the needy. And the fact that she's also charitable and makes time for charitable things is very important. It could be very easy to be caught up in taking care of your home, taking care of your family, taking care of yourself. That we can easily go throughout our days, our weeks, and our months and not be charitable. But I love that this passage says that not only is this woman taking care of her family, she's organized, she's taking care of her finances, she's also taking care of others that are needy and that need extra help. Verse 21, when it snows, she has no fear for her household, for all of them are clothed in scarlet. Once again, I think this points back to the fact that this woman is organized. She's not worried about the cold because she already has made the clothes to keep her family warm. She's organized. She's thinking ahead. I love the fact that she's strategic. This is something that I think is great that this is included in the Bible because it's showing just how smart this woman is. Going to verse 22, it says, She makes coverings for her bed. She is clothed in fine linen and purple. Verse 22, to me, it, it pointed out that this woman is well-dressed. Perhaps she is stylished. I'm sure at that time this is written, not a lot of people wore fine linen and purple. And I think this points out that you could be well-dressed and stylish and feel good and confident about yourself, and that's not a bad thing. I definitely want to talk about this topic more when we look at the key habits to be this Proverbs 31 woman. All right, going to verse 23, her husband is respected at the city gate where he takes his seat among the elders of the lands. She makes linen garments and sells them and supplies her merchants with sashes. She is clothed with strength and dignity. She could laugh the days to come. When I read that specific verse, verse 25, it's showing that she is calm and she trusts in God and she doesn't have to worry so much about the future because she has strength. She has respect for herself. She has wisdom from God. And because of this, she's not choosing to worry about all those other things. She's focusing on the present and the purpose that God has for her. Verse 26, she speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction is on her tongue. She is a woman who is wise and intelligent. Verse 27, she watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Verse 28, her children arise and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. I love that verse, about 28, about her children and her husband are 
blessed and they praise her. I think that's so important because this woman is obviously pouring out a lot. She's working really hard. But she's not just burnt out and empty. She's being filled up by the blessings and the love from her family. I think that's really important. I love that that's included in this passage. Verse 30, charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Honor her for all that her hands have done and let her works bring her praise at the city gate. So the way that this ends, truly, I absolutely love, and I'm going to be reading some commentaries a little bit at the end of this, but I love that it ends on the fact that you're not, this woman is not overly focused on beauty. She's not overly focused on charm. She's not overly focused on success. She makes God her priority. God is her number one, not herself. Yes, she's taking care of her family. Yes, she's taking care of herself, but her main priority is God. And because her main priority is God, she has success. She is satisfied. She does have a family that loves her. She is confident. She's able to feel filled up. And the commentary I want to talk about is the Enduring Word commentary. You get it as an app on your phone, and I have a couple notes from it. And I want to specifically refer to verse 30 about how a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. And the commentary talks about that Proverbs begins with a strong connection between wisdom and fear of the Lord that's listed in Proverbs 1.7. Here, the collection ends describing the virtuous wife as filled with wisdom, beauty, and charm that marks a woman who fears the Lord. The fact that she truly fears the Lord shows that she had a real relationship with him. She was not only a Martha, busy with service, she was also Mary, walking in fear and reverence toward the Lord. There is a person listed in the commentary, his last name is Phillips, and he said, Coming at the end of the poem, and of the book, This pinpoints the organizing factor in this brilliant woman's universe. It is her fear of Yahweh, which is Jesus, that enables her to see that real greatness will come to her, not through self-centered aggression and not through merely external beauty, but through godly devotion of the wholehearted commitment to God's creational intention for her. You see, this woman isn't someone totally obsessed with herself. She's not totally obsessed with her external beauty. She's not totally obsessed with being successful. She is wholeheartedly committed to God's intentional creation for her. She's committed to her purpose. She's committed to her Father in Heaven. But because she's committed, that's how she has greatness. And that is one of the biggest things that I want to focus on this year is focusing less on myself and more on God. That's going to be what a lot of these habits I will talk about in a couple minutes will be centered around, how we could still live productive lives where we're joyful, where we're satisfied, but not do it just for ourselves. Actually do it for God. But I I love that quote from that Enduring Word commentary. And I really quickly want to talk about an article from gotquestions.org. It's about what does it mean to have fear for God? And it talks about for the unbeliever, the fear of God is the fear of the judgment of God and eternal death which is eternal separation from God. For the believer, the fear of God is something much different. The believer's fear is reverence for God. Then it talks about in Proverbs 1-7, which we just talked about here in the commentary, this verse says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. This article goes on to say, Until we understand who God is and develop a reverential fear of Him, we cannot have true wisdom. True wisdom comes only from understanding who God is and that he is holy, just, and righteous. 
going further into the article, at the end it says, Believers are not to be scared of God. We have no reason to be scared of Him. We have His promise that nothing can separate us from His love. We have His promise that He will never leave us or forsake us. Fearing God means having such a reverence for Him that it has a great impact on the way we live our lives. The fear of God is respecting Him, obeying Him, submitting to His discipline, and worshiping Him in awe. Don't you love that? The fear of God is not being scared. The fear of God is understanding that we serve a God who is so great that we need to respect Him and love Him and live for Him. And I think that the fear of God ties in so much with this Proverbs 31 woman, when you fear God, when you respect God, when you realize the importance of God, you will want to live for Him. And when you live for Him, you're living the way you were created to live. And when you're living this correct way, you will be satisfied. You will have joy. You will have peace. And those are all the things we want to have as females. So it's just beautiful how if we live and do things for the glory of God, we will be pouring out. We will also be filled up with love and joy and peace. So enough about that rant. I want to dive into a couple of the main habits we could live out in order to be women of God. So habit number one is take time to talk to God every day. We could try to live for God every day. We could try to say the right things, do do the right things. But if we're not talking with God and having a relationship with Him, it's going to be harder to have the strength to do these things. Because think about it, if you're always trying to help a friend, you're trying to send her sweet text, you're trying to hang out with her, get dinner dates with her, lunch dates with her, all that jazz, and you rarely ever talk to her, you're not going to feel as connected to do those nice things for her. I think it's kind of similar to God. We want to talk to him and be in community with him, whether it's a five-minute prayer in the morning or we talk to him throughout the day. I think one of the first habits of a Proverbs 31 woman is being connected to God and being close to him. I think the second habit of a Proverbs 31 woman is to study his word. Of course, studying Proverbs 31 is wonderful, but taking time to read his word each day and reading more about the ways he wants us to live can give us the wisdom that we need. Sometimes God can speak to you more in one Bible verse than he could speak to you in an entire book of the Bible. And so I think giving God the opportunity to speak to you through his word is so important because you never know what God is going to show you through his word. I think a third habit that we can implement to be that Proverbs 31 woman is to go throughout your day finding ways to serve other people in small or big ways. I find that this could help take the focus off of self a little bit more because when we're going throughout our day figuring out what's something nice I could do for someone? What is an unexpected thing I could say to someone to brighten their day? What is a detail I could take care of or a task I could take care of to take the load off someone's shoulders? When we try to go throughout the day and have that perspective of how can I share an act of kindness, it could take the focus less on ourselves and help us spread God's love in small ways and those will build up to big ways. So the last habit that I'm going to be talking about today is resting and knowing that even when you do make a mistake and even when you maybe don't make the right decision, you are forgiven and you could ask forgiveness, repent, and get up and keep running the race for God. You're already forgiven because Jesus died for you and you could get up and you could keep working hard. I believe that a Proverbs 31 woman isn't someone who spirals in her worry, in her fear, in her shame, and her mistakes. She realizes that she is not perfect. She realizes that she could mess up, but she asks God for forgiveness and keeps going. I think that Satan does a great job of getting us stuck in our mistakes and stuck in the things that we do wrong. 
and he keeps us there. But when we're there and worrying about all these things, we're not living for God. We're stuck in our sadness and our worry and our fear. So I think that a good habit to implement is when we, Proverbs 31 woman, mess up, we're not going to let it get us down. We're, of course, going to learn a lesson and repent, but we're going to keep running for God. So those are some of the main habits that I think we could live out these characteristics. And once again, I want to run through some of the key word characteristics that I drew from this passage. I believe that a Proverbs 31 woman is selfless, is wise, is living on purpose, is driven, is organized, is a good steward of her money, is charitable, is well-dressed and confident, is independent, is calm, trusting in God, intelligent, is filled up by her family and others, and she bases her self-worth off God, and she makes God her number one priority. So I hope that this episode was uplifting. I hope that it was relatable. I hope that it was practical. I think that we all have this goal of being this certain girl, this certain Proverbs 31 woman, and sometimes it's so hard to reach. But we are capable of being this woman because God knows that when we really try to emulate these characteristics that he describes in his word, we could do amazing things and change the world for Christ. So girl, if you want to be that Proverbs 31 woman, know that God's got you, you're capable, and he will help you live life in this way. Thank you all so much for listening, and I'll be talking to you next Tuesday. Bye-bye.